It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and Channel 9's parental guidance, parenting expert and co-host. So glad to uh, be able to have a conversation today with Dave Edwards. Dave is a Gidget Foundation ambassador. He's got two kids aged eight and six. For those of you who are not familiar with the Gidget Foundation, the Gidget Foundation is an organization that raises awareness of perinatal anxiety and depression. And one of the things that I discovered a number of years ago, actually, when I was working with Beyond Blue, is that women aren't the only ones that end up with postnatal depression. From time to time, men can as well. As you know, I've got a brand new book out. It's called Dad's Guide to Pregnancy for Dummies. And it's something that I didn't make a mention of, and I'm feeling like it was a bit remiss of me. Fortunately, I'm working on another Dummies book for Dad soon. I'm going to make sure that it ends up in the book. But Dave Edwards, ambassador for the Gidget Foundation, joins me now to have a conversation about men and perinatal depression and anxiety in expectant and new fathers. Hey, Dave, what can you tell us about this? Firstly, thanks, Justin, for having me on. I want to preface this by saying that I can really only talk about, I guess, my own lived experience, but my experience of postnatal depression anxiety was experiencing anxiety and depression in the months after the birth. There's often uh, two definitions used, so perinatal, so that covers from uh, conception through to a year after the birth. So for my experience, my mental health declined after yeah the birth of our, our first child. And how did you see that happening? What, was, what were the big telltale signs that gave you that signal that things are not right here? I went into fatherhood uh, thinking that my expectations would go, I guess, to plan and, and, and my partner did as well, you know, that we'd have that sort of Hollywood moment of, you know, having a quite a straightforward birth process and that we would just, I guess, figure out parenting really. That was certainly far from um, from our experience. So, yeah, my partner had, I guess, quite a traumatic labour. She was in labour for, for 10 hours and then um, had to have an emergency C-section uh, following that to deliver the baby. Um, as you can imagine, when you go into that birthing experience, especially for your first child, you really don't have any other sort of, I guess, frame of reference to sort of know what to expect. How well yeah. prepped were you? Have have you read the books? Have you done the classes? Or are you sort of showing up thinking, well, we're going to the hospital to have a baby now? When I went to antenatal classes, even then I, I sort of felt like it was really designed for my partner, really. Um, yeah. And I was just a part of the support team, I guess. Depending on where you go, the quality of the education that happens in those antenatal classes can differ widely. So sometimes you're more than just the appendage yawning beside the woman who's going to give birth to this yeah. baby. Sometimes that's all you see it as. And other times it's really tailored for what you can do to be the very best support that you can, which was one of the reasons that I, uh, I wrote the Dad's Guide to Pregnancy, because I want dads to be in that situation, know what to expect and know how they can make a difference. And obviously you were standing there kind of going, oh, they didn't tell me about this in the antenatal classes. I'm a little bit lost here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 certainly that was my experience was that it was just really surreal having, you know, I guess expecting that, you know, the birth would go a certain way and then to be much more complicated, I guess, a shock to the system. And on top of that, I guess my 
first anxiety symptoms happened at the delivery of the baby because I was handed a, a screaming baby uh, following the C-section. So from that perspective, it was game on, you know, very, very early. And yeah. there's there's that element, isn't there, of what do you want me to do with this baby? Like, do you mean yeah. now it's it's on me? I don't know what I'm doing. Now, I'm, I'm really interested about this challenge of the anxiety and in many cases the postnatal depression that, that shows up. Did your wife also experience it or was it solely you because they do often happen together yeah absolutely so it was it was certainly an experience i think our experiences were very different and and i think that that's probably a key takeaway that i learned as well going through the process that i guess your partner can only know um you know what you're thinking and feeling if you talk about it and and that was um certainly a a key sort of issue I guess in those early stages was we were dealing with a what we would discover a baby with reflux symptoms and mm. having a, a situation where I I guess didn't have the the quick fixes that I'd probably sort of learnt in my work career and life I guess to that point I was quite confident in, in you know being able to sort of resolve issues but when you're dealing with a, a screaming very unsettled baby that's got reflux you learn very quickly that that doesn't pan out. Yeah, been there. Our first one was just like that in so many ways. Uh, Dave, how did you know that what you were experiencing was a mental health issue and not exhaustion and overwhelm and, and not just being out of your depth? How did you know that it was something more? I think because of the prolonged nature of what I was feeling. So I just wasn't getting a lot of joy. I started feeling quite guilty. I even had sort of feelings of, well, I think I'm, I'm the problem here as well. So it was, I guess, my first sort of experience of what I've often heard people describe as shame. I guess the other thing too was I went back to work after five weeks as well. And my boss sort of said to me at the time, you know, you're being quite distracted at work as well. That was, I guess, a sign that my my mind just wasn't at work. I was always thinking about what was going on at home. I, I, I had the same experience. My boss called me to the office. My performance was slumping. I was very fortunate to have a boss who spoke to me gently and said, there's been a lot going on for you. How can we help? That support from an employment context was so critical for helping me to navigate the significant challenges of a newborn baby, not knowing what to do, dealing with reflux, dealing with sleep deprivation and, and all those challenges. I'm talking with Dave Edwards. He is a Gidget Foundation ambassador about men's perinatal depression and anxiety. Sometimes being a parent can be staggeringly hard work. And as a dad, uh, an issue that's often overlooked in those early days after a baby is born and early months after a baby is born is perinatal depression and anxiety. It doesn't just happen for mums. It can happen for dads as well. Dave Edwards has been joining me for a conversation. Dave is with the Gidget Foundation. Uh, Dave, why do you think that some fathers are really reluctant to seek mental health help when it comes to something like perinatal or postnatal depression and anxiety? I think it's a really good question and I think that it's the question that needs to continue to be asked. I think we do. We know statistics show that, you know, one in 10 dads will experience um, these type of symptoms. We also know that not a lot of dads actually know that personal depression, anxiety actually impact men. I think it's, it's a combination of education, but also the fact that certainly from my experience, I internalized a lot of what I was experiencing because I felt like my only job to do was really to support my wife. I felt like I was failing that one role. In some respects, I, I felt like I didn't 
I guess, have permission to whinge, I guess, about my struggles um, because, you know, my partner had a physically taxing birth and then obviously um, becoming a mother herself um, for the first time. So quite often um, what happens is you sometimes wonder how relevant um, your feelings and emotions are um, after the birth. We've got this stereotype. We've got data that shows that a lot of dads are reluctant to seek help. What was it that made you reach out and where did you go? What did you do? Basically, my experience culminated in a uh, evening where I had felt for the first time in my parenting journey that I'd settled our child um, at night. And unfortunately, five minutes after that, Bob uh, woke up screaming. And so I basically lost it at that point and um, screamed my head off at our Bob. Um, and, and, and how old was um, the baby at this point? So about three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that moment, um, you feel like it's the rational thing to do to tell that child off because if you just tell them how annoyed and upset and tired and over it you are, yeah. that they're actually going to go to sleep. I don't know why we think that's going <laughs> to change anything. It's it's obviously no. not helpful, but we kind of feel like we need to release it and you don't feel any better, do you? No, absolutely. And it was, it felt like an out-of-body experience too. And because I'm, I'm a really laid-back sort of guy, even just that reaction was surreal um, because I felt like it was probably a build-up, a build-up over, you know, a, a, you know, a number of months of, as you were saying, exhaustion, sleep deprivation, rumination, just feeling anxious and just not getting any enjoyment in life. And, yeah, yeah, and, and you're, feeling, yeah. you're feeling incompetent, right? Like I, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so good at work. I know what I'm doing there. Why can't I fix this one little problem here? It's, it shouldn't be that hard. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so for me, that was how I became aware that I had even personal anxiety and depression was I went to see a doctor about how I was feeling. And um, she asked me a series of questions. And I found out that going through um, that interview with the doctor, towards the end of it, she said, well, do you know that men also can experience personal anxiety and depression? And I didn't, you know, that was a surprise to me. But I'm really pleased that I had that conversation because it actually validated everything that I was feeling as well. And I, I, I look back on that day and I'm so grateful for that doctor to actually, you know, have acknowledged that experience for me. So I guess in terms of how I essentially dealt with it was um, after that sort of screaming session, that was kind of what's maybe sort of take stock of how I was feeling and was the first time I actually spoke to my wife honestly about what was going on in my mind as well, which I, in hindsight, I'm really grateful that I had taken that brave leap to have that conversation. I started to um, look at just ways to emotionally regulate better. So I'd actually, during um, try attempts, I guess, to settle Bub, you know, I'd listen to calming music. Um, music's always been something for me that helps me with my emotions. So yeah, I, um, you know, I'd put my headphones in and as I was rocking, you know, I just, I'd listen to music kind of in line with how I was wanting to, to feel at the time. Doing a, quite a, a bit of reading as well at that time. You asked me before about uh, reading. It sort of drove me to try and better understand, you know, what was going on for me. And also part of it too was I decided to start up a um, reflux uh, dads group as well. So just a peer support group. Was I the only one or, you know, was there other dads out there that had experienced the same sort of thing? And that was really, really helpful too, validating through 
peer connections. And, and that's why I really do admire what Gidget Foundation are doing because they're providing, you know, avenues, you know, for new parents to get together, you know, even through services such as Facebook groups. There's a lot of shared wisdom and knowledge in, in those support group environments. And as you mentioned before, Justin, you know, just consolidated for me that I actually wasn't alone. And I think that that's one of the biggest things um, that we often, I think, sometimes think as men is if I'm feeling weak, I must be the only man alive that's feeling that way. Um, and it's such a myth. It's so not true. I love this, the uh, the highlights of taking action. There, there are things that you can do. Uh, if there are any parents who are listening to this who are thinking, this sounds like either me or the man in my life, where would they go to get more info, more help, uh, the guidance and direction that they could potentially deal with in a situation like this, do with? Absolutely. I think my experience happened eight years ago. So the services available now, though, I didn't realize there were services like Gidget Foundation. Had I known, I definitely would have reached out for support. But yes, yeah, so you've got telehealth uh, appointments where dads can see a psychologist um, through that telehealth uh, mechanism. There's a SMS for dad service. Um, that uh, Richard Fletcher um, heads up at the University of Newcastle. The Gidget Virtual Village for Dads is a great resource. Um, you know, if you want to connect with dads and you don't have an established group, long gone are the days where, you know, you need to have a, you know, a, a meeting group in a park. You know, there's there's a whole range of different COVID safe options for dads um, to be able to, to meet um, and also discrete services where they can, I guess, essentially choose the method that they want to initially engage in um, those services. And then obviously you've got the Panda hotline as well for telephone support during the week as well. Yeah. And we'll put all of those resources into our show notes so that people can get the help that they need. Dave Edwards, uh, Gidget Foundation ambassador and dad to two kids who has been through perinatal anxiety and depression. Uh, Thanks so much for sharing your story on the Happy Families podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you'd like more info about making your family happier, check out those links in the show notes, particularly if this is an issue that affects you or somebody that you love. And visit us at happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.